This is the Gospel for Life, where we have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. Around the table today is Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring United Reformed Church, Vinnie Hanke from Valley Life Community Church, and Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to ReformationBoise.com. Welcome back to The Gospel for Life. It's good to be with you. Once again, we've been just responding to some of the questions that our listeners have sent in. We thank you for emails that we've received. If you want to send us an email, it's thegospelforlifeidaho at gmail.com, and you can, you'll get a response, whether it's publicly us addressing your questions around the table here or whether individually. But we do appreciate the feedback that we receive through that venue. Did want to make you just aware that um, registration for the conference, God to us, I'm working hard to get the preposition correct, <laughs> on Covenant Theology with our speakers, Dr. Jonathan Gibson and Dr. Miles Van Pelt, two Old Testament theologians um, at, one is at Westminster East and the other one is RTS Jackson, and both have written and, and spoken on this particular topic, and I think you will enjoy being underneath their teaching, and also hopefully just get a better grasp of of what is, what do we mean by covenantal theology mm-hmm. um, and and what does it mean that if we say God is a God of covenant and whether you're reformed or not reformed doesn't change the fact that God is a God of covenant mm-hmm. um, the word is used too often throughout the scripture to just just wipe it away and say well that's not not a thing it is a thing and hopefully this conference will help you just understand well what what does that mean? Um, what are we saying? And at least in one aspect, the main thing what we're saying is that God is a God of promise. God is a God that Amen. is faithful, that mm-hmm. he's a God of steadfast love. And just this whole idea, Cornel- Cornelius Ventil would say that God cannot interact other than in covenant. It's the only way that he can interact with humanity. And Hopefully you get to see some of the the richness of that um, by attending the conference. That's September 22nd, 23rd, and you can go to ReformationBoise.com. Today we are going to deal with a question under the category of church, but it's a little bit loose in that category, so I get that. But sometimes you hear people use the phrase, God speaks to me, and what they mean by that is God is providing some sort of direct personal revelation outside of the Bible. So they, they're they trying to make a decision, and, and they'll, they'll say, well, God told me. God revealed. So what do we do with that type of language? What do we do with that sentiment? Is God personally giving me revelation to make the decisions in my life? It's one of those sticky questions. When someone says, God said to me, and then we have a quote. I have to know what to do with that quote. Is this authoritative? And if it's authoritative, why is it not in Scripture? And if it is authoritative, should we add it to Scripture? Must I obey it? 
You know, if someone said, I feel that you're called to take a church plant in Winnemucca, Mm. is that an authoritative word of God that I therefore must obey? Is it a prescription with the same authority as scripture? I mean, I find it very problematic, especially when we have people saying all sorts of bizarre things from God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think a logical question would be, well, how? I mean, just to ask, how did God relate this to you? You know, just kind of get at what they actually mean when they're saying it. Because it, I think in some instances people say it and they may not really be grasping exactly all that they're saying. It may sense. be just that they're reading God's word and they just get this sense that you should do or they should do something. And it's like, well, let's walk through that. You know, yeah. is that and, really what's being and said? And we don't want to dismiss what it means to be prompted by the Spirit, mm-hmm. led by the Spirit, keeping in step with the Spirit. Sure. And some of what that means is that, that the Spirit is calling to mind principles of the Word of God that apply to the circumstances that mm-hmm. they find themselves in, and then they use this language of, I felt led to. I'm not, I don't have a problem with, I felt led. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. that's different than God said or right. God spoke to yeah. me. Exactly. And I yep. think sometimes people mean the same thing yes. with those and they're just using language that is not helpful nor per- precise yeah the god yeah. speaks to me language yeah god told me yeah yes. i mean i went to a i went to a bible college you know and god spoke to a number of young men that said that they should ask a certain lady to marry them, and she Which didn't get right. the same message. <laughs> so I think that we have to be really careful about that sort of thing. Well, Kevin DeYoung has this little funny little anecdote in his his "Just Do Something" book, where he'll says that he has a roommate from college, where the roommate was dating somebody, and then then his girlfriend broke up with him because the Holy Spirit told him to. She'd been praying, and this is what the Holy Spirit had had directed her to do. And Kevin DeYoung says, it's bad enough that the guy got dumped, but now he got dumped by the second person of the Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, uh, and and the reason why this is an important topic, I think, to discuss is because when we use that language, I mean, as you know, we've said before, words matter. And um, when we say things like, God told me to do such and such, or even, Matt, as you were saying, someone may tell us, you know, God told me to tell, to tell you, you. To tell you. <laughs> and uh, but here's what God says concerning those who speak for Him when He has not spoken. Uh, he says, and this is Jeremiah chapter. Let me get it up here again. Twenty three. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, "For who among them has stood in the counsel of the Lord?" This is God speaking uh, to see and to hear His word, and or who has paid attention to His word and listened. Behold, the storm of the Lord. Wrath has gone forth, a whirling tempest. It will burst upon the head of the wicked. The anger of the Lord will not turn back until he has executed and accomplished the intent of his heart. In the later days, you will understand it clearly. And then God speaks. That was Jeremiah. Um, But here God says, I did not send the prophets, yet they ran. I did not speak to them, yet they prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel, then they would have proclaimed my words to my people, and they would have turned uh, them from their evil way and from the evil of their deeds. So when we use those words, we need to be just very careful that we're not presuming upon God and saying that he said something he didn't. I grew up in a home that I had an older brother that was a godly man. I'm not saying anything contrary to that, but 
he would use this phrase in conversations with people, with people within the family, outside of the family, that this is what God told him to do. Hmm. Well, when you're in those conversations and you're, you're left with this really awkward position, am I disagreeing with my brother? Or am I disagreeing with God? So if I didn't uh, see things the same way in the circumstances that we're talking about, and I would look at it and say, I, I actually don't think that's the best thing to do, but he's already played the God told me card. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. It makes for a hard conversation of, I, I, I actually don't think that's right. It's the ultimate but, appeal to authority when it's not scripture. Yes. Mm-hmm, right. And so then in, in effect, mm-hmm. you've, You've shut down the ability to have an open, honest dialogue about next steps with whatever category we're talking about. Yeah, we have to we have to um, make distinctions about God's revelation. Uh, we still get illumination from God's word. We, in fact, we pray that the Holy Spirit would help us read Mark and inwardly digest what uh, God is saying through His word. So I think that we need to make a distinction that we can find within Scripture principles and applications that we were not aware of. And we can say, and in those, with our finger in the text, we can say, I believe God wants me to do this. Absolutely. And Mm -hmm. I think we as institutions have to be careful. Mm -hmm. Like you work for a school, you work for a church or whatever, and you say, this is what we believe God is telling us to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, careful you, you can say because we're applying principles and principles can be applied differently mm-hmm. and we have to be careful that we don't authoritatively apply principles we authoritative apply God's word mm-hmm. truths of commands of God's word we with reserve apply principles and so this was some of the debacle during the whole COVID situation, where people were authoritatively applying principles. God's word tells us to love our neighbor. There's a lot of room for interpretation of what does that mean. Mm-hmm. Practically, yeah. How does that work out? God calls us to faith. There's lots of rooms for interpretation of exactly what that means. Calls us to obedient with the civil magistrate. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we... This is the the danger we get in when we're talking about decision making, and I say we have to make decisions, right? As right. A, as institutions, as individuals, but how we talk about them does make a difference about whether we can have an open dialogue with the other people that might disagree with mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. So if somebody decides to do something on a stewardship issue, and somebody says, "Well, that's sinful." Wow, okay, you just got the moral high ground on the only way to be a good steward. Mm-hmm. Can we not disagree on some some a- application of what stewardship looks might look like and how mm-hmm. it plays out in time and space? Right. So that's that's some of the nuance that has to come into play. Yeah, so as a leadership we can say we we think that this is the best for our church to follow the these principles rather than coming out and saying God told us to do XXX. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we can feel prompted. Yeah, I yeah. mean, right, sure. I, I felt I felt led to begin the book of of John with my mm-hmm. congregation. Yeah. Now, do yeah. I believe that 
God had anything to do with me choosing that book. Maybe a little bit. But. Only, only the fact that he gave sixty six of them. Right, you know? right. Yeah. And you can pick one of them. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I, I agree with you. I, I come. I feel strongly encouraged to preach through a certain book of the Bible that mm-hmm. I haven't preached through before. Mm-hmm. Does that? You know, I don't know where that influence came. If, it, but I would suspect that the Holy Spirit is directing me mm-hmm. in a way Absolutely. to feed His congregation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even on things like it, it, God commands that we worship with His people. Mm-hmm. So it is a biblical command to come together on the Lord's Day and worship with, with the people of God. He doesn't command that you attend the, the Wednesday night Bible study. Mm-hmm. Now, would that be good for you? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But can I say, well, the Lord told me that you should go to Wednesday night. Well, I better be careful. And that's why, you know, I think, you know, in our circles, like if someone's repeatedly missing, you know, worship services, there comes a point in time where some corrective action needs to be taken on by the leadership. Correct. But if somebody's repeatedly missing the midweek Bible study, yeah, we might come alongside and say, hey, we really encourage you to engage in this, but it's not necessarily a corrective thing. All of this to say that decision-making is, is difficult. It's mm-hmm. not helpful to cloud it with unhelpful phraseologies. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm pretty confident that God leads people primarily through his word and probably it's not overly helpful to go and say, God was telling me what you need to be doing. Mm-hmm. The gracious gift of the Spirit is oftentimes that the Spirit is working in the hearts and lives of the individual people mm-hmm. and applying those truths to those, those people. Well, that's it for today. We will see you tomorrow.